Hello and welcome to Masters of Divinity. I am your moderator, JP, and I'm here with Father Chuck. Hey, it's weird. I'm not moderating today. He is not moderating today. I am the moderator. Uh, after a, uh, I haven't moderated an episode in quite some time. I know, and it, it, it feels right. It feels right that you're back in the driver's seat it and does. that... And that you and I don't sound super nasally, because I listened to the last episode, and we both sound really nasally. Yeah, uh, yeah, nasally and a, a little hoarse. And also with us, we've got Matt Wells. He's in the house. Hey, for real this time. As to last time. <laughs> we, we, pulled, I, we pulled you out of your temporal loop. I was in a temporal loop, and there was, a, there was an alternate universe that existed where I heard this episode about time travel and alternate universes, and I was not in it. <laughs> and I had to come back to I had to travel back to write this wrong. It's a wrong that must be righted. Yeah, it uh, must be set right. We should <laughs> let the audiences know, which you I mean you probably already know, but probably with the title and whatnot. But we are revisiting time travel uh, because Matt was not and with us last universes. time. Time travel parallel universes because Matt was not with us last time, and he, uh, from what I understand, we're yelling at the podcast as you're listening I, I to was. it. Not not yelling, but I was like, try. I wanted to interact. I was he, trying to talk to. He you. pulled out his sidearm and he fired and at his phone. I called. <laughs> what's funny is I then called JP and was commenting on part of the show, and I made a statement. I then hung up with him and hit play to continue listening. And two minutes in, he makes almost the same statement I just did. What so statement was to, that? I oh, we'll get to all that. So I had to call him again to tell him that I believe that that phone call went back in time and that he used my statement on the podcast that he recorded <laughs> days before that was then played right after I made the statement to him. That's yeah. what I believe happened. Okay. What was the statement? <laughs> I was talking about, uh, except I used it in the context of Terminator. Right. And you used it in the context of the Stephen show. 11-22-63. But I was telling him that I think that the time time travel in Terminator kind of follows the rules almost a final destination. Um, and then he made the same comment right after I hung up with him. And I'd said, I said, I think that was my comment. I think he stole my comment. And related to, the, to that follow-up, <laughs> uh, you, John Post, did not respond to my really terrible fan theory that I posted today in our little message thread in the lead-up to this that uh-huh. that I, that because that, I was listening to the episode and um, we were talking about – the, the whole thing with the T-1000 being made of metal and that the rules that Terminator had laid out was that only organic... Only organic material yeah, can, travel, can, back can travel back in time. Well, organic material draped over metal, at least. But yeah, right. it has Which to be... Which is why you know. they always show up naked. Right. And um, and, I, and I made the point of saying, well, then they, they, they already break their own rules with the T-1000 because it's liquid metal. It's not organic. And then it dawned on me, uh, what if... The T-1000 is actually from a further point in the future. Well, it is from a further point in the future. Like five minutes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, but maybe like, hypothesizing like, like, a different... like, maybe like decades into the future where like Skynet has figured out how to send something made of metal back in time. But that the T-1000 is sent back not to kill John Connor, but to stop the T-800. I feel like I feel like there's a much more obvious example. I mean, a much more obvious reason. It's organic metal. That makes no sense. Well, but it does it because it's living metal. That's why he can be liquid no, but that, and no, yet still form. Chemi- and chemically, react. chemically, metal is not organic. Like, well, metal we are well, familiar with I is mean, not organic, but metal we are familiar with can also not manipulate itself and can contain programming and well, thought. When 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 the Terminator describes to John Connor what the T one thousand actually is, he calls it mimetic poly alloy right mimetic yes is that the word he or mimetic? yeah mimetic poly alloy and liquid metal um and everything the t hunter describes he does not mention at all that it, that it's organic or that it can re- replicate anything organic like like i don't i mean it could replicate but it can't well and it doesn't bleed right like that's part of what like the t1000 or the t800 bleeds and that it's shoot. it's basically nanotechnology right mm, no no, no, it's liquid. Because yeah, because nanotechnology would be like little bitty things, like little. Yeah, like, but that's what the liquid metal is made up of is the the nanotechnology. Either way, the point is that he, that I'm trying to make is that movie. anyway is that it dawned on me that the T1000 never shows up without like never like goes like 
actively trying to like like the T eight hundred's pretty much always there. I just ruined my own theory as I was thinking about it because I realized it kills John Connor's parents and that sort mm-hmm. of negates the whole. But anyway, foster parents. That's it. I had a bad. I had a bad. My mom, mom, Todd. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just love that. I just love that. Um, that Buttkiss is. Um, Budnick. Budnick. <laughs> Buttkiss. <laughs> that Budnick is in that movie. I remember because I didn't see Terminator Two until I was like well into my teens, yeah. and um, and when I saw it was Budnick, I was very excited <laughs> that Budnick was in Terminator Two. Okay. Well, For those who don't know what I'm talking about, specifically, mom. Um, Budnick was a character on Salute Your Shorts, which is a Nickelodeon um, comedy show that all three of us, I believe, Matt, yes, did you watch Salute I Your Shorts? It. Okay, I didn't we really all watch we all that much, but I do. I, okay. did. I have seen it. We well, have familiarity I, with yes, it. Yes, well, I'm familiar with Salute Your Shorts. Before, shorts flagpole. Before we kick things off and go into full on time travel mode. Can I bring up something from the last episode real quick, Chuck? And, and parallel universe. Sure. I mean, we've all brought up stuff from the last episode, so yeah. <laughs> I feel there bad. The last or next. This is all one time. Go ahead. <laughs> As I was listening <laughs> to the episode, I kind of feel bad because I feel like I was sort of trolling you on your DeLorean question. <laughs> and I had to concede. I, you're, you're, I mean, coming from a realistic point of view, you're right. It's, it's a reckless machine. It's, it's, it, it, there's not a whole lot of responsibility. Yeah, you can go out to a, an empty space. Yeah, sure, that, that works. But, like, there's no way of telling if you go back to the 1800s, there's not going to be well, you, Indians there. You, you all neglect, though, to realize that Doc Brown is almost, almost like a, a, a not all knowing, but he's pretty stinking close by the end of that series, like what you realize is this man has already done all this and he's already been everywhere and he's already seen everything. Like every time they go to, he's already there. He's already been there. He's already experienced it. He's already got a life established there, knows what he's doing. Right. But, but, but I I think he, I think, I think he's a time Lord. I think, (laughs) but I think, but 1954 doesn't have that knowledge. And that's the one who sends Marty back, but he does. I think he does. Because he was in the past here's, and already experienced them getting back to the future. He's okay. already done all this. Here's one that bugs me. Well, maybe getting zapped by lightning did something to him. Maybe. Maybe like a god. He made him like powder or something. So I <laughs> – Powder. <laughs> I referenced that movie on the phone with JP. Go ahead. Uh, I, got, I got in trouble for so, 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 uh, so, so, okay. So you've got, you've got a DeLorean. Yeah. Okay. There's a DeLorean that got struck by lightning in, in – um, 1955. In, in 1955, um, and it went back to 1885. 1885. Then, okay, so that's that DeLorean. There's a DeLorean that Marty just misses, right? It takes off Doc Brown 1955. That one goes back to 1985. Goes back to to 1985. The DeLorean from the 1800s is sitting in a... Like a cavern. Right, sitting in that cavern that they have to go get... I'm trying to remember. At some point, when you think about the movie, I'm I'm getting this wrong, probably. So you please edit this out because I've got it all wrong. Okay. The point is, at some point in the movie, there are three DeLoreans in the same time frame, and they never mm-hmm. utilize that third one. Um, I can't think of an instance where that happens. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Just edit this whole thing out. I mean, maybe I think in the first one, when Marty comes back to 1985 at the end of Back to the Future 2, he comes back just in time to watch the other DeLorean go back to 1955. That's the only one I could think of. Right. Oh, yeah, because, right, right. So there's, well, but also, like, so in Back to the Future 2, while Doc Brown's got the flying DeLorean, Marty's doing all of his hijinks. The other, the other Marty. Yeah. But then the other one. But the, but then the other DeLorean is still sitting in that cavern that whole time. It is. It is sitting in the cavern all the time. There's also the the 1955 DeLorean is 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 in the picture somewhere. It's actually it's right. it's in Doc's garage while right. other Doc is hovering around. Right. Right. Yeah. So that so so Back to the Future too. That all three DeLoreans are together. It's kind of funny. When they, when they go back to 1955, or, it's, or Doc even says that 1955 could be some kind of cosmic nexus in time. Right. But but the but and the and the one from the 1800s has been in the cavern since before he invented the one in 1955. Right. Yeah. But that's as we say, there's three DeLoreans in existence throughout that. T- in, in 1955, there are three DeLoreans active. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not active, but yeah. Yeah. There's two active and one just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Except that they get it in 1955 out of the cavern. <laughs> oh, wait. That's it. That's that's the thing. That's the question. Is. You're welcome. Is. <laughs> is Marty. And is that this was this is the issue. Marty travels back to 1885. Yeah. Okay. Using the DeLorean that he almost kills the Apache with. Mm-hmm. Where's the DeLorean? There's the DeLorean that Doc Brown put in the cavern. That was the DeLorean. That's the one they put in the cavern. Right, but he had to put it in the cavern for it to make its way back up. So that one is still in the cave. Right. So when they're like, they've got busted parts, why doesn't he just take the parts from that other DeLorean to fix the busted DeLorean? It's already gone. No, it can't already be gone. No, they put it in a cavern in the 1800s. They put it in the cavern in the 1800s so, so that Marty could get it in 1955. Right, so then when he comes and breaks it instead of... I mean, I guess... It's becoming like primer. But I'm guessing the logic... I guess the logic... they didn't know about it. But I'm guessing the logic is that if they remove that DeLorean from that cavern, then does Mar- I guess Marty would disappear. Well, that, that's, because then the means but, for him to get there would be gone. That's what which I mean. Would be like the doc, but the, that's what I mean is I ultimately think you find out that stinking Doc Brown character knows everything to begin with. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a bunch of fan theories floating around that like Doc Brown has done this stuff. Like that's yeah. what I just said. Yeah, I know that. He's I know done that. all this. He's yeah. already lived it. Like everything is already. He's like he's like the Oracle in the Matrix. Like he's already lived it. He already knows it. He just tells Marty to do what he needs to do. And so that Marty can discover what he needs to be. He is also he's like, he's like he is also insane, by the way. Yes, totally insane. Um, I, I Probably saw, from all the timelines running through his brain at the same time. Maybe. I just saw a thing where um, he um, that pointed out that that speaker that Marty strums a guitar on at the beginning of the first Back to the Future movie that sends him soaring across the laboratory, mm-hmm. that for a speaker to have that kind of force, it would like liquefy Marty's <laughs> organs. <laughs> so like i don't know i've been to a wu-tang concert man that's that's kind of what it felt like uh wow this got nerdy quick yeah <laughs> that's, what, that's, we what, do. that's what i want that's what i want i want i want a heady trippy episode because i missed out on the last one okay yeah I just, well here's I missed the... out on sliders come on i missed out on sliders i used to love sliders. I, I wonder i wonder if this is a tangent question but I'm I'm curious about your guys' response. I, I know I've probably asked this I've probably asked Matt this before, but Crispin Glover really doesn't like Back to the Future. You know, Crispin Glover played George McFly. Right. Yeah, he's he's odd. He but doesn't like he doesn't like it because he didn't agree with the ending. That uh it, the, to him it basically said that money buys happiness and that was sort of the point of the movie. Wait, so like wait, the first Back to the Future? Like yeah. Back to the Future? Part one, that the end of that movie is Money Buys Happiness. Oh, I guess I could, well, hmm. He thought of it as a pretty materialistic ending. Because at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the movie, the McFlys aren't, like, they're not that well off. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're okay, but they're not, you know. But at the ending of Back to the Future, they're, they're doing really well. Yeah, but they're living in the same house. I think that, yeah. I think that, um, I think you could see it that way. Or I think you can interpret it as... And it, I mean, obviously, they wind up with financial gain and stuff. But I think you could interpret it as happiness equals success. Probably. So, like, because his dad had this newfound confidence and wound up with his mom in a more confident way, their life was more successful. Yeah, he was able to pursue his dream of becoming a writer. Right. Right. He stood up for himself in places where he didn't before. So I don't think it's money brings happiness. I think it's that... Right, that confidence and happiness brings success. Well, and it's also and which I think, isn't always true, but it's a better message than money brings happiness. Right. Well, and also, but how do you how do you to go off of that cinematically? How do you communicate success in within a short period of time? You have to right. do it. You, you know, have you to do it financial or yeah. You can't because it wouldn't be John to be like. All the McFly's are like, well, we're really happy now. We, we used to be really right. sad, man. We're happy. Yeah. Like to show Marty with like an awesome four by four. That communicates that things yeah, like are better for his family. I feel like if if Chris McGlover Glover kind of had his way, maybe there wouldn't have been that much change in the family. Maybe there there would be more confidence, but they wouldn't be more successful. 
Um, but Marty would have the most important thing would Marty would have sort of like a newfound respect for his parents. I mean, maybe he's, he's kind of ashamed of his father at the beginning. That's true. He's kind of like embarrassed by him. That's true. But but then it's like yeah, maybe they're asking themselves, well, if 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 George was more confident, like what, how would that affect the timeline? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just think it's I think it's an interesting thing to to, to talk about because I think I think Crystal Glover is sort of onto something because it does sort of reflect the moods of like the nineteen eighties that ending. Yeah, um, but the, I mean, but the great irony is that I understand that Crispin Glover was. Um, he was not brought back for Back to the Future 2 because he expected to be paid as much as Michael J. Fox. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, I, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I guess so, he, he speaks up money and happiness from a first per, from a firsthand. Yeah, I mean, that, that's also the the thing people say. Oh, he just he just says that because they didn't he didn't he wanted they didn't to get, get his more. money and happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but he got but he got to be in Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I actually like whatever movie, but yeah. no, honestly, real talk. I I kind of thought that when I, seeing him in Charlie's Angels, I always kind of thought that he would be an interesting casting choice for the Joker in a Batman movie. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. I think it'd be cool too. Uh, yeah, I saw his uh, I saw his one man show at the Texas Theater in Dallas. Oh, okay, because yeah. I've heard that is I've heard it's very weird. You know, it's not. He's an artist. You know, like if if you if you like, I was I was expecting to be like super weird out, weirded out, or freaked out or whatever. But then I sat in and I'm like, this is just performance art, you know? Right. But then you know, I've worked at like film festivals and stuff, so I'm kind of I guess I'm desensitized to weird art. But <laughs> yeah, I was expecting more, but I actually thought it was pretty good, and I thought he was a really really nice guy. So anyway, uh, back back to time travel. Back to the future. <clears throat> All right, so uh, what else are, are we gonna are we gonna conquer here? Shane Carruth. Um, Shane Carruth, the director of Primer. Yes, you you made a statement that that uh, Father Chuck here just kind of like you just right past. You yeah, missed I his statement. My mind was more. blown. What? That there's no past? No, that's not what the that's not what the statement was though. Um, JP brought it up after you made that statement, which is what I think confused you. And that's why you moved on without – it had nothing to do with the past being gone. Right. It's, it, it, you, you could say it again. The the guy who did pri- the primer. Yeah. Well, the, the director the of Looper, Ryan Looper. Johnson, he wrote Looper and he, okay. he submitted it to Shane Carrot just to kind of go over the elements of time travel to see if he got it right. And Shane Carrot told him like basically, no, not really because if you actually – if you actually traveled back in time, like back to, you know, I don't know, like – Cretaceous period, whatever, uh, the planet would not be here. You would be in. You would show up in space, basically, because it would have already moved on. And see, and see, what this is a statement on is not that the past is gone, but you touched on something when you were downplaying the DeLorean, and you're talking about how you like the Terminator thing because it's a stationary fixed position. That's what he's commenting on. If I right now sitting in this office at whatever GPS coordinates I'm sitting at right at this moment traveled back 50 years, the Earth is rotating. Oh, I, I understand. It's orbiting. I'd be in the middle of space because mm-hmm. you would have to plot a course through space and time, not just time itself. Right. So you have to actually move and. You yeah, you would have to time. you would have to know the relative position of the Earth. Right. No, you have the, to yeah, and to hit this exact spot, you'd have to know where in space <laughs> this exact spot on Earth was at that day and yeah. whatever date and stuff. Like, I just, 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 it was trippy. I liked it, and you just were like, "Yeah, no," and moved on. Like, no, like that. It's just like, I mean, if I go back in time right now, this is, I wouldn't be here. I'd be sitting in the middle of space. Because Earth is off somewhere else, rotating around the sun, spinning, and yeah. I'm like, huh. In all fairness, <laughs> is like I, I heard it on a, on a podcast interview with Ryan Johnson like eight years ago or something, and uh, like I, I haven't done any kind of research on it whatsoever. I don't even know if I got it right, but <laughs> that's just what I remember. So no, but I mean, you, I mean, you are you are correct that you are correct in that the I mean or he is correct or you're correct in your assessment of his statements or whatever um, that 
yeah, that if we were to go back in time, the Earth would not be because it's not stationarily orbiting around. Like right. we forget that the, that the sun and everything itself is also moving around something because yeah. the Milky Way galaxy is spiraling. Right, right. And so we would, yeah, we would not be in the same position. Right. So I mean, I guess that's sort of an argument for the DeLorean, or at least for like a vessel. So. I'm not denying. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. Like a vessel is not like a thing. I'm just saying that the DeLorean is just an irresponsible vehicle because. <laughs> I like, think. I think the only possible th- mode of time travel would have to be teleportation, or you know, like the, the like beaming on the Enterprise. Like you would have to be able to move myself, not only through time, but to an exact spot in space. Like yeah, and and I'm not saying I'm also not saying that like the Terminator that the the thing that I like about the Terminator uh, time travel is not that the the stationary aspect of it is the bubble. You just like the bubble, like the bubble acknowledges the fact that like there's a displacement field. There's a displacement field. Yeah, of course. I mean, it effectively you know that affects the past, but it recognizes that by you just don't want to be stuck in a wall. <laughs> that or just I, I just I honestly God I, just, I feel for the I feel for the Apaches man. So you would like, rather so you would have rather a flaming bubble incinerated them than the car barely missing them. Well, well, you, the idea thing... is the idea is that within the relative, relative space of moving Earth or whatever, you kind of like on the geography of the planet. Like aside from the fact that like you have to calculate where the actual physical planet itself is, is that when you pinpoint that say like. I'm going to teleport to – I want to teleport to uh, the, the corner of like Broadway and Fifth Avenue, New York City, 1925, all right? Mm-hmm. That like – you know, you, again, you have to like figure out where Earth is, but that's mm-hmm. still a fixed point mm-hmm. on the thing. Like you can do that uh, you, you know, theoretically, whatever. Um, if you're driving a car and you erupt out of a wormhole at 88 miles per hour you may kill like charlie chaplin or something like there's <laughs> like you're moving through and there's there's no way that you can know who precisely is standing at that point but you can using maps and stuff figure out right like the placement of buildings and stuff but what if my displacement bubble kills kills him the, you're 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 i mean it's, it's a fair point but but that's why like okay that's all like, I wanted thank well, you <laughs> I mean it's a fair point but it's saying like when it comes to like time travel like I would think that something like that you have like you can acknowledge a few things like like you know you could you would make sure that you maybe you make sure that when you transport you're in the middle of the desert as right. often happens in the Terminator movies because you're less likely to harm something kinda if you're like, if you're fixing it like a particular yeah. longitudinal yeah. you know kinda point like, kind of like driving the DeLorean in the middle of the desert no because like you may <laughs> like because there's most there's momentum and that's the problem there's no like you don't know what you're you could like again like I'm not well, saying any of it is like a hundred percent risk proof I'm just saying you lessen your risk by manifesting in a in a time displacement bubble yeah yeah than you do if you're driving you know a a cocaine addict's car at 88 miles an hour through. Yeah. That's also creating fire in its wake. <laughs> and again, I just, I feel for the Apaches, man. They're just, <laughs> they're just, they're trying to survive from Custer. And here comes this, this car at them. Also, I do like that the, uh, the Apaches do not blink an eye at this, by the way, they're just like, okay. like <laughs> They do throw arrows at it and stuff though. It's kind of funny. That's true. They throw some spears. And then the cavalry and the cavalry shows up and you realize, oh, you, can, you know what's going to happen to the Indians. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one, one advantage to a DeLorean, though, Chuck, is that uh, unlike the time displacement field at Terminator, it's not a one-way trip. True. Uh, True. Same thing with, like, Looper. Um, uh, one thing we didn't talk about the last episode that I thought – is, is actually I actually a concept of time travel I think is really cool. It's sort of like psychic time travel, and that's they. It's how they. It's what they use in um, X Men: Days of Future Past. What about like Quantum Leap? Which one's that? Quantum. I mean, I don't really know what to call that. I have no idea. <laughs> like like transferring your consciousness into another person's. It's called a quantum leap, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Carry on though. Um, well, days well, of Future Past. Yeah, X Men: Days of Future Past, where they take Wolverine. And they just like make his consciousness go back in time, like, but still so within the same him. body. Yeah, so it's like a younger version of himself, and, like he wakes up and he's in the past. I think that's, that's kind of cool. 
Isn't that isn't that kind of how they do time travel in the Butterfly Effect too? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but that was That's something about writing in a journal. He reads a journal and he warps around. Yeah, so... something like that. I don't know. Anyway, that's one of those weird movies. Super gritty. Um, so, what is your preferred method of time travel, Matt? My preferred method of time travel? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there. I don't. He's I don't, traveling through time right now. I don't well, think which, there's time travel. Well, which rules? Do, which which rules do you do you like? I don't. I don't like it. I don't like any of the time travel rules that are in the movies because okay. I don't think I don't think that they. I don't think they carry it out to what to me would be the most logical. Uh, thought which is I'm, I'm trying to put my thought together while i'm talking to you so the time turner here. but the, the the for 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 one thing um the parallel universe discussion to me time travel and parallel universes have to be one and the same yeah um yes i don't think that if you could in fact somehow travel back in time and change something my argument would be I am no longer living in the world that I was in in the first place. So if I go back in time and change something and then come back to present, like, for example, um, say Chuck dies and I go back in time and I bring you back. I don't think the Chuck I am now sitting here with would be the same one that died. I think I still lost. So that. you think you, you, you hmm. are just constantly creating tangent universes? Yes, yes. I think, like, for, for example, here's what I was, one I was thinking of when I was driving poor JP crazy, calling him every five minutes listening to the podcast episode. If I went back in time to when JP and I first met, and I, like, hand him 100 bucks, and now we're friends, but I also, like, the first time I ever met him, I gave him $100. And I come back to the future, and it's, like, back to the present, sorry. And he's, like... We're still friends. We still get along, but there's this whole weird. It, I gave him a hundred bucks, so it kind of changed the dynamic. The JP in the present now has an entirely different life than anything I experienced. Therefore, he is not the JP I knew when I, before I went back in time. So we're we, so we're just the sum of our experiences. Wait, no, but we are too, aren't we? Well, like, I mean, if, you get to some, are, some are Freudian not, stuff. Are we not a a product of intellectual, spiritual, emotional, and physical. I'm gonna say if we're if we're just a product of our experiences, then arguably, if I download my conscience to a computer, I'm the same me. Well, no, because I would say that we're a combination of things. Okay, but I think that JP sitting here on the podcast, or Father Chuck, but he's the one that I was driving nuts with this, um, is who he is because of the life he's lived. That very much plays plays into who he is right now. Part of it. It, it, plays, it plays. Yeah, partly. It plays a factor. So yeah. unless I go back in time, change something, and when I come back to the present, all of my memories catch up. I am not living with the same JP that I left when I went back in time. Right. It is a different. It is a different person. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I think that I, I also. I can I just say I, I love that you that you are so humble to believe that one gesture in the past <laughs> completely radically changed. No, but this is what I think. This is what I don't think it completely like radically. I don't think it would radically change him. That's not my point. I oh. don't care if it changed anything. My point is it is not the same person. That sounds like a, that sounds like a radical changed. change, but something changed. Anything that changed has made it a different, a different person than what I experienced life with. I left that JP behind to go back and change anything. Even if I change the color of his shirt, I left him behind to go back and change. So it, it, it's like another person. Right. The experience is different. It's not. Well, no, I get that. I, it's I, not the same. I mean, I'm, I'm, same thing. I'm messing with you. I'm giving you a. No, idea. you're but, playing devil's advocate. But but I, I, do, but, no, I mean, but I understand what you mean. That like even like a slight change. It changes everything. Well, what's like that? What's so that? unless unless I take you back with me, like if either of you jumped into the time machine and we went back together, when we come back to the present, the two of us would be the only things that are still. I think that you left everything else behind. 
Yeah, it's it's like the, like a shadow of everything. Hmm. It's like the uh, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror short Time and Punishment. Yeah, where so, Homer gets the the time traveling toaster, and he goes back in time and he steps on the butterfly, or he steps on a fish because for time and like everyone's like immune. But see, but see, that's the thing is I don't mean that it changes everything in that sense. I just simply mean that it's no longer the world I was on because a factor has been changed. Right. Okay. So like, so like Marty, Marty goes back in time, leaves his girlfriend asleep on a bench. He comes back to the present and goes back to her. That's not her. And she's suddenly Elizabeth Shue. It's not. Well, it's (laughs) not her. So that's even better. There you go. She completely changed. But no, but like, but no, but it wouldn't be her. I left my girlfriend behind and could never get back to her. Yeah. Because I, I went back and changed something. So everything in the world is not what I experienced. So I'm not saying it would radically change JP. I'm saying it changed my world. Mm-hmm. Any change I make radically changes my world. And therefore, if I came back, it's no longer the world I was on. Right. Like, like, so like when you traveled back in time and you changed the spelling of the Berenstein Bears. Right. And first of all, let me just totally <laughs> rock your world here. It's not pronounced Berenstein. Quit saying that because it is, in fact, Berenstein Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we even say it wrong. Not only do we remember it being spelled wrong, but we are still saying it wrong, even though we know how it's spelled now. Or is and there, like, or is there a, or is there a, 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 a malicious demiurge that has convinced us that is trying to convince us that it's all wrong, but we somehow intrinsically know that it's right? No, it was Berenstein Bears. It was always Berenstein Bears, <laughs> and somehow in the last like two years, it became Berenstein Bears, and I, to the point where I didn't believe JP when he told me this like two years ago, and I threw the phone and I ran to find dig up our ancient books, and there's freaking Berenstein on the front of them, and I found the old <laughs> DVD that my kids had, and they pronounce it Berenstein, and I'm like, who the crap is this Berenstein Bears? Stain Bears? Stain? No, it's Berenstein Bears. It's the, it's the Berenstein Bears. I can't even say it anymore. I'm flustered. My war. <laughs> Here, here's a fun one for you, JP. Parallel universes, time travel, blah 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 blah. How about real subatomic particles, and how they say that that um, electrons? I think it is. There's one electron. That electrons travel from point A to point B, and that they in fact travel every single possible route between point A and point B, but they only show you which route they chose when you observe it. So that means that every other route has been explored, traveled, experienced, but only one you observe works. So parallel universes are just simply every other path that those electrons took. Well, there's this bonkers. But the one that I'm observing is the one it's showing me, whereas like in sliders, you can jump onto those other trails that took it from point A to point B. Well, there's this bonkers theory that there's only one electron. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's just moving so fast that we. I've heard that one too, but. But like, but 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 they say like, travel. But I'm just saying like, travels point A, point B, everywhere in between. But it only shows you the one that when you observe it. So what if I could observe the other one? Would that change everything? Here's crazy. Oh, I can't believe I didn't bring this up last time. All right, so here's a crazy thing. Crazy thing. So light, Mm -hmm. right? All right, so it's photons. Photons are part of light, right? Mm-hmm. So a photon, okay, can either be observed or it can be measured, but it can't be both, right? I think I've got that right. Anyway, so uh, – so, oh, no, 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 a photon can appear as a wave or a particle depending on a couple of factors. If it's observed, it's a particle. If it's like uh, if measured or whatever, it's still a wave. So – so and they found this out through like, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's too high school, if it's like high speed photography type thing or whatever. But like using a certain film, they've captured evidence of a photon behaving as a wave, but then they've also captured evidence of it behaving as a photon. And that has to do with if you look at a photon, it becomes a particle. If you don't look at a photon, it remains as a wave. Huh. Okay. So the question now is. When you use a high-powered telescope and you're looking at a star in the distance, right. are you effectively affecting? Are, are you are you affecting the past? 
because you're seeing photons in the past. Well, isn't that the theory we've talked about before? That us observing observing something can by us merely observing something in reality, we are in fact choosing what it is. Yeah, or, I think we maybe mentioned it on the podcast or, before, but yeah. Yeah, like reshaping. So if I'm looking at a star in the past, I could or through a telescope, I'm effectively looking into Right, because if you're using like a certain telescope like if you're looking at a telescope, you're seeing So am you're I, seeing the light like the, the you know, it'd be like maybe like you're seeing what we would see with our naked eye five years later. Or so, whatever, and so, so by you're simply observing it, I could be changing everything. Yeah, and deciding what it is. So back to my subatomic aspect of that. Mm -hmm. By observing the electron, it shows me which path it took from point A to point B. So what if I could find a way to observe one of the other paths of an electron? What would I change? Yeah. If that electron chose one of the other paths instead of the one it went down, and I observed the other path, would it change everything? Here's another one. If there are parallel universes, okay, there have to be parallel universes where we've died already. Yeah. Okay. In the resurrection, are we going to meet like a bunch of clones of ourselves, like a bunch of versions of ourselves that have died? Or do we converge as one? Right. One personality. When we, ex <laughs> when we experience time and all the multi all, all the multiverse all at once. Well, that's like well, well that in a weird way. Yeah, sometimes. see, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. <laughs> see, see, and this and that's the kind of thing that kind of fits in with something I, I touched on before, way back in a in an episode. Um, concepts of time and concepts that we can grasp and can't grasp, and multiverses and more parallel dimensions. Um, and we're removing, I'm full on, I want to full on heady geek out nonsense. So I'm removing theology discussions out of this right now. Um, but eternity, we, we think as everlasting, but eternity is different than everlasting. Eternity is a, a much bigger concept right. than never ending. It goes beyond never ending. It's outside our concept of time. Um, the best example I've heard is when you sit in a class and it feels like an hour goes on for a day, but when you're playing with your kid, a day feels like it went by in a couple of minutes. Like that's almost the closest like concept we get of like eternity. Um, but me as a finite being, the fact is the only concept of time I actually have is right now. The past, I can't actually prove necessarily i mean it's a memory it's there i went through it i experienced it but every second's gone the second it goes by and the next second the tomorrow i never actually reach tomorrow i'm always right now i'm in mm -hmm. today i can't go back to yesterday i'm right now i'm in today um right living in the present is a form of living is a form of taking aspect and living in eternity because every choice I make right now is the only choice I have and the only reality I experience. So like we have, say there's multi-dimensional whatever things, how does that fit? Do we all come together? Do we all? Well, there's only now. I will never actually be, like if I, when, I'm, when, I, when I died, I would be dead. Like my concept of death would be gone. There would be the other me already and now going. Like maybe it's just now. Father, Father, Father Chuck, uh, confession. It's Lent, by the way. It's Lent as we're recording this first day of Lent. So confession time. Father Chuck has imbibed in the cannabis um, before. He does not currently. Um, he's not currently involved in in partaking of this. Um, but just it's out there. You know, no secret, nothing I hide. But there, there it is. Uh, but the first time that I ever, um, I ever, I ever smoked it, I lost concept of time, and this is like a perfect like high guy moment. But I, I distinctly remember it as I, I looked at my cousin, and uh, I said to him, um, "Everything you say is a memory." <laughs> and he laughed because I mean this is such a high guy thing to say, right? Because it sounds smart in the moment. Yeah. But. The, the, but the, the simple fact is, I, and again, I remember this very distinctly, as as I was talking or as I was listening to him talk, I was hearing it in my brain as I was remembering it. And so it was like I was 
experiencing it as a memory as it was happening. So I was like aware of my brain processing mm -hmm. this thing. And so it was, it was kind of like that. I the what you just said, I was just sort of like, I was in the present and like everything was happening all at once, all at once. And I was also like cognitively aware of it while it was happening and processing it and aware of myself processing. It, it was the craziest thing never happened again. <laughs> um, and, but I, I just, I, I've never been able to like, you know, I come back to that thought sometimes. Cause like when I try to think about eternity, that was that sort of, Sort my brush against psychic it. way of of traveling through time I, I, I mean i like this concept chuck of 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 our alternate selves converging into one being in eternity and experiencing time all at once and experiencing all the, this this multiverse all at once as well and all those experiences and maybe that's what eternity is and it's it, it's converging so rapidly that that mass turns into energy and we become energy bodies and then boom, we're cocoon aliens again. <laughs> You're just, That's you just it. really don't want to be a cocoon alien. <laughs> I really don't. I really can't stress how much I don't want to be a cocoon alien. I know, I know I've said but, it before, but I, I feel like I have to say it again that like JP, you are like, you're, you're the, I've 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 tried to watch some of the horror movies that you were into, <laughs> and I was so like disturbed and repulsed that like I had to leave the room. And you're afraid of the aliens in Cocoon, <laughs> which creepy. is it's a movie about retirees <laughs> hanging uh, out with aliens and dancing. Their temples That's pulsate like. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love all the things that could creep John Post out. It's the Aliens in Cocoon, one of the most benign movies. Actually, that movie's that movie's pretty heavy. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, yeah. at the end of it, where like all these old people go to another planet and they're like saying goodbye to their grandkids, like it's kind of sad. It's worse than death. <laughs> like they're trying to make it really charming. Like they don't have to die. No, this is worse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who knows where they're going, what they're going to do to those poor old people. <laughs> they give them diabetes. <laughs> and they come back a cocoon, cocoon too? I don't believe that's them. That's not them. I don't think it's them. They came back wrong. My thing is if time travel would real, bottom line, guys, if we found out tomorrow time travel is possible, my world is rocked, and I think I'd go insane. Because any time I messed around with it, if I went five seconds in the past— I would I would know these are not the same people because I can't be sitting here with you and you back there and then come back to here and it be the same you because I already went there. So here's the thing. What if what if time travel is real? It's in the future. Somebody comes up with time travel and they've come back in time and they've like wrecked our universe. We would never know, right? Because right. everything would change around us. We would just right. that would just be the reality right. we know. But the second you tell me, I would go insane. Well, no, but that's to say that how do we know that then like we realize that they wrecked things so much that they later like outlaw time travel? Like how do we know that there hasn't been like just like like multiple like that we haven't already lived like multiple lifetimes and there hasn't been like a time been, war. Yeah, I mean, and it was then erased. We just have no idea. I we mean, would never I have think, an idea about it because they've... I think the simple fact that this podcast exists shows somebody screwed something up somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's like, it's, like, it's like what they call the last Tuesday theory, right? You know, Have you heard about the last Tuesday theory? No, hit me with it. It's, um, it's, it's a joke. It was, it's, um, it was developed by an atheist, kind of like the Flying Spaghetti Monster thing, because there's a branch of creationism that says that God created a universe with age so that it would look old, which is, which is, by the way, an insane idea because it means right. that God is actually lying to us. Well, for some and, well, reason. I mean, well, I mean, yes, but it's also, it's the, the theory basically comes up with like the concept of like Adam and Eve were created as adults, not as babies. So they were created with age. So the planet was created as a complete full developed not as a new yeah it's, it's an insane it's insanity 
Okay, I'm just telling you, um, it's not it's not as easy as as you made it sound. I yeah. mean, it's, it's I, you can see where they where they get it from. Is my point. no? I, what they get? What they what, what the, the reason it exists is because scientists have been like, well, then how do you explain the mountains? And they're like, well, because God created it. it just it, it's nonsense. It right. is nonsense. Anyway, so or the devil but, put the fossils there. Last Tuesday. So this guy came with this thing. It's a joke, but I, it's an interesting thought, and that is that um, everything was created last Tuesday. That if God can create, effectively, if, if some, or a being or whatever can create something with the appearance of age, how do we know that all of creation didn't begin next? Didn't begin last Tuesday, and we've just all of our history, all of our memories, all of that is implanted in our brains because of. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking about with the concept of eternity discussion is like you can't you can't really prove to me that we had a past. I mean, you could show pictures, videos, but those are just images. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you can't take me back to it. And I don't think I don't think time travel is possible to go backwards. I just don't because I think. It's. I do think it's gone in a sense because we've already been there. It's yeah, I think it's done. fixed. However, like there's there, so there is no. You can't really show me yesterday, and like when is tomorrow ever here? It's because technically, so, yes, we say, we yeah. say, oh yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. When is it? you're like, well, when is tomorrow ever here? Midnight? Well, no, that's today. Like, there's only today. Tomorrow never actually gets here. But, We're always today and moving. You know what I mean? Like it's. I know what you mean. Is, all, it, is it because like yesterday is technically just sort of like a concept? It's sort of just our perception. Isn't that like what Albert Einstein was sort of hypothesizing with E equals mc square and stuff? Like yeah, with, uh, relative, yeah, with yeah. Um, Real relativity. Yeah, because I mean, I, I know people are listening, going, "You guys are being stupid," and obviously, you can prove the past happened. Because why are you listening to us? Yeah, we have photo albums and we have yearbooks and we have blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, we have images of the past to know that it, it, we went through that. My point is that it, we still can't really – you can't go back and show that the past actually was there. You can only go by – Carbon dating kind of – yeah, except that it awesome. doesn't. It's just like we, you can't, we can't go back. It's like you're saying maybe it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Like, right. You can't. I mean, you can't go back and and be. I can't be two again, and say, "See, I told you so." Here's the funny thing: um, if if time travel were like widely available, like you probably wouldn't have to actually travel back in time to change something. Like, I don't know when last time you guys saw Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted movies. It's been been quite a while, but they kind of play with this concept a little a little bit, where they're like they can't get to the time machine, but like if they just conceive of something, it happens. Like for instance, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I, I know in the second one, Bogus Journey, at the end they're facing off the villain, and they say like we're gonna get in the time machine and then we're gonna like put a cage above you and it's gonna fall on you and like it, it happens. And then the the villain is like, well, I went back in time and gave myself a gun. And he pulls a gun out of his trench coat. And Bill and Ted are like, yeah, well, we actually went back in time. We replaced that gun with a fake one. And a little bang flag comes out of it. Like if time travel were mm-hmm. possible and readily available, we could just be in an endless cycle of going back and messing <laughs> yeah. with everything. Yeah. Like I, I already know what's going to happen. So I'm just stuck in an endless loop of trying to make it perfect. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the paradoxes that people have pointed out that if time travel were possible, that like groundhog's day that like, well, no, it's just that you would, by going back in time would defeat the purpose of why you were going back in time to begin with. And therefore it would negate itself because you always travel back in time for a purpose. Um, um, so (laughs) I, yeah, I, I think I, I will tell you, I think time travel I think time travel to, of a sort is possible mm-hmm. um, simply because of the way that light works. You know, everything light bounces off of everything and so and light constantly moves. And so if there is a way for you to effectively go further far enough out, I think that there's some possibility to being able to see like a light echo or something of what the past might have looked like. I think that's some that's like super hypothetical, 
But I think that's possible. But I don't think like basically, you can like inhabit the past. Basically, I think you can see you, like snapshots of the basically past. you think if time travel were possible, you could view it. Right. But not experience it. Right. Because it's a it's like a memory. It's right. a it's a science. It's a it's a universe physics kind of memory like it's logged away in our matter and energy of right. the universe that i could see um and and i could i could possibly buy the idea that you could travel forward if you could bend that like literally you could find a way to move forward i can almost buy that with the way light and all that kind of stuff works and speed and how the speed of light is just insane when you start hearing about how that works um like the whole if you're moving at the speed of light like there's not there's there is no faster than the, like or it's slower than the speed of light mm-hmm. like um i actually think it i actually think it's rob bell talks about it in one of his books how yeah. if you're like if i'm running down the road or if i'm in a car because i can't run if i'm in a car driving 100 miles down the road and another car starts driving behind me at 40 i'm driving away from that car at 60 miles an hour Right. But if I'm traveling the speed of light and another car comes after me at 200 miles an hour, I'm still traveling the speed of light away from that car. Like, you can't make up the difference between it. It's yeah. So I feel like I feel like if you could travel at the speed of light, maybe you could go forward. But I don't think you'd go backwards. Maybe view it. We could create some kind of thing, like some kind of weird telescope that could peer into the past. Right. That, that, yeah, I could maybe see something like that. Like, we could look back in time, but we couldn't travel you to it. You could go back in time, but when you go back there, it would be completely uninhabited. And then the Langoliers come and eat everything around you. Is this a Sliders reference? No. <laughs> Langoli- this is Langoliers. It's Langoliers. <laughs> I, I'm bad. I'm a bad nerd. Yeah, Langoliers. Here's one. If you freeze time... Yeah. If you freeze time... It's dark. Why would it be dark? Because light has to move to bounce off of the cones in your eyes in order for you to see anything. And if you freeze time, that means that the, that the photons of light can't move, and therefore you can't perceive anything. It would be dark. That's uh, never thought of that. So, guys, you're almost out of time, but I want to ask you fun questions. If you could travel back in time. Uh, to experience anything, and there would not, there would be no, you know, radical outcome. Repercussion, just you could go yeah. back and do it. Just, just time traveling tourism. Where would you go? What would you do? What would you, what would you experience? I mean, a purely fun one, because I'm sure if I, if I think about it more, I would, I could, you know, uh, think of more important things that'd be more meaningful to me. But I'd want to yeah. go to that, uh, the, the rooftop Beatles concert. Where they just climbed up on the roof and started playing. Oh yeah, and like everybody came and saw it. Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> you go there and like, there's not that many people there, and it's. Like... <laughs> that... Wait 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 wait. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like we we probably should say aside from seeing Jesus because I think all of us would want to go back in time and see Jesus because let's be honest let's be honest there's that's a part fine. of us there's a part of us that's like, is any of it real? Yeah, like I mean, if if time travel were possible, let's be honest, everything involving Jesus would be like Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if it was, po- everybody would be there. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Just be camped out. Maybe that's maybe that's the multitudes that followed him around. They're all time travelers. <laughs> They're all time travelers. <laughs> all time travelers. <laughs> like originally, Jesus was just like this hermit who was like, I just want to be out in the in the woods meditating, no. and like all these people, and then. <laughs> now, not not to get into like. Some people out there thinking that I'm getting in any way, shape, or form blasphemous and all that stuff. But just think about if we could travel in time, because we're so messed up and consumerism and all stuff. Think about what in the world we would do to the crucifixion. It, like I said, it would be like Woodstock. It'd just be like a really... monster. It would be awful. <laughs> like for real. That's what I mean. You know the whole casting lots for clothes. We'd be there like, get your T-shirts, buy your Jesus. Like, <laughs> this is imagining Jesus. Like, there's a lot of people. Here. That would be awful. No, actually, do you know what I think it would change if you read the here here here's one for you. Here's what I want you to to go home and think about. Time travel is possible and how much we would screw up the whole cross and what took place there. Read the biblical account, I think it'd be exactly the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it'd be a multitude of people 
all selfishly there, I think people would be casting lots. In other words, we'd be buying all the goods, trying to have little pieces of Jesus and his clothes and his this and his that. And I think the words out of his mouth would be forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Well, that's like that's like when I was in I was in Jerusalem and we were doing the Stations of the Cross. We were like at Station Four or Five or something, and there's a gift shop there called the Station Four Gift Shop. That's the name of it. Like you set it up at that Station it's of like the, the Cross ninth on the, hole the on v- a golf course. Yeah, like on the Via Dolorosa. And so you're there, like saying your prayers, and this guy is like, "Get your rosary." Rosary, prayer, rug, or like whatever. He's just like, you know, uh, icon, T-shirt. Like they just, they're selling stuff while you're trying to pray. It's the weirdest thing. That's what I think. I think if you read the biblical account and time travelers were there making a mockery of it just like that, I think it would read exactly like it does. Yeah. But they're all sitting there trying to buy his stuff and trying to be like, look, I got a piece of Jesus. Well, I, I would go back to, all right, so here's my real answer since, you know, the Jesus thing is its own thing. I would go back to, and we'll consider cutting this one maybe, but I would, no, no, we'll keep it. I would go back to Bishop Moore High School's prom 2001. Okay. Okay. I did not graduate from, or it was homecoming, sorry, Bishop Moore's homecoming 2001. I did not graduate from Bishop Moore High School. I had an ex-girlfriend who went to Bishop Moore High School, and I went with her to their homecoming. While I was there, Mandy Moore the Mandy Moore, who was yeah. a student of Bishop Moore High School, was attending this dance. And there was a moment where the dance floor parted, and there she stood in a beautiful red dress, and there was no one dancing with her. I would go back and ask her for a dance. Nice. Nice. It's a good one. And in doing so, would obliterate all of us and <laughs> our existence. So thank- Have you seen Mandy thank Moore? Thank you for sacrificing all of our existence so that you could dance with Mandy Moore. Oh, what, what if that like would have cost La La Land its Oscar nomination because she did the choreography for that movie and like? Did she really? Wait, she did the choreography for that movie. Oh. So you did go back and you screwed up their win. <laughs> Look, the, they really did win. If it would jeopardize, here's the thing: is if it would if it would jeopardize my marriage to Cana and the birth of my children, I would never do a thing. But if there are no consequences, yeah. I could dance them anymore. It'd be a good story. <laughs> yeah, um, I've thought a lot about mine, and I've I've settled on something. I, and you know, it, it's it's hard. You know, when you consider the entire human existence, uh, you know, never never starting this podcast. Uh, I tell you what I would do I would assume the identity of one Charles Joffin so that you know I don't screw up the timeline whatever Uh, maybe it's like a quantum leap thing and they bang on the future he takes a break or whatever I would become the head chef of the White Star uh, steamboat line and uh, you know work my way up the ladder Start off the uh, the the Olympic, which is a white star ship. I know where the, I know where this is going. And then uh, work my way up, you know, get some notoriety, become a really good chef. So good that they decide to to promote me and transfer me to one RMS Titanic. <laughs> to start drinking a bunch of alcohol, just a ton of alcohol, the entire voyage. And I'm gonna ride that baby down the Atlantic. All the way down. <laughs> Isn't that how he actually survived? Yeah. <laughs> from drinking all of his alcohol? Well, they, um, they, they posited that, but they said that according to science, it should, it should actually like, like speed up hypothermia. Right. Uh, but people said, no, I mean, it, it's, it's a miracle that he lived. But basically, you know, he's at the end of the ship. He got to ride that baby all the way down. I want to do it. So... All right, so you wouldn't you wouldn't warn the captain about you can't change, to, you, you to, can't you can't you can't change the past you know you right, got okay okay <laughs> I'd probably let Rose know <laughs> um, but I mean to be fair Rose is like willing to like just drop whatever dude she's with with whatever <laughs> compelling guy comes along so you know like, what no, I take it back I would let Jack know all right I'm like <laughs> Jack sit this out all right it's not worth it I would just. Jack, why didn't you get on the freaking door? I knew someone was going to bring the door up. He tried to get on it. I watched it last night. He tried to get on it. It just it it it, it flipped. So he let her take it. 
There wasn't enough, there wasn't enough room, guys. That's just because he was lazy and had no will to live. He mm-hmm. just tried to pull himself up once. It tipped a little, and he gave up. I'm watching this movie, guys. I'm watching Titanic, and I see this guy, and like, it, 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 the reason why I come this because I'm like, that guy survived. Like he got to, he got to experience the entire sinking ship, go to the go to the top, and ride that baby all the way down. Like, I was like, I want to, I want to go back in time and be him. <laughs> That's 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 my time travel tourism. Just, you can have it. It's all yours. I mean, oh, man, what they... happens after that's kind of terrifying. He just kind of is like floating around as everyone around him is dying, and then like he found a ship, one of those lifeboats, and like he he clung to it, and they're like, "We had too many people. You can't be on here." So they just like kind of kept him on the side, and like it's okay, man. Just hang in there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I would get eaten by sharks. Yeah, because like if you could prevent that, if you could like prevent that iceberg. You like might prevent World War One. Uh, that's that's true. But do we want to prevent World War One? I? I don't know. Well, you prevent World War One, you prevent the rise the rise of Hitler. Yes, but then you prevent the defeat and everything that's come from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, would the United see, States see, consider see. to be could still be like an isolationist country? See, would, there would there's that, that butterfly like, like, like we are now. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's it's new. It's fresh. <laughs> just um, trying it on so Beatles rooftop concert no that would that's still yours yeah yeah we're talking about fun time travel guys <laughs> no I'm just I just I'm just making sure that we, we give you due diligence because like I told a lengthy story JP told a lengthy story you're just like yeah the, the, yeah that's the let it be concert that's like one of the greatest moments in history like they just the biggest band known to mankind ever to have existed just decided to climb up on the roof and start playing music one day. Yeah, they I, shut down a city. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be there too. Shut it down. It'd be awesome. Except I'd want to be on the roof. Does that matter? <laughs> Can I be? Up I there? mean, I guess I'd go to a Nirvana concert or something. Just like standing in the back watching. <laughs> or the actual Woodstock, not the crucifixion nope, nope, that would probably nope. become Woodstock. Woodstock was so commercialized, man. You should read it. it, it, it Woodstock has got so much. It, it's all hype. It, it's JP, the actual JP, history. JP, is, yeah. JP. In sync, bye 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 tour. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the no strings attached tour. Oh man, it's good. That would be a good one. <laughs> Is there some vodka in here? I gotta. <sighs> you guys, I'm... seriously, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. Anything else you guys want to touch on? Read an I'm hour and 17 so, minutes. I'm so glad I'm not the one who has to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've, I've edited worse. Just let me know tomorrow if you need us to record an entirely different episode and pretend this one never happened. Um, I thought this one was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a blast. I just can't imagine listening back and trying to make sense of it. I don't know if anyone's going to be like offended that I basically turned Titanic into a ride, but... Theme park ride. Shit, I talked about dancing with another girl. I'm <laughs> well, actually kind of wondering she, if maybe I should say something see, else. This is, this is the fun conversation I just wanted to have with the two of you. I don't know if it is going to make any sense in an hour and 23 minutes on a recording, but that's what I wanted. So I'm glad. I had a good time. Kana knows I dance with me anymore. It's all good. <laughs> that's funny. As long as Heather never meets Chris Pratt, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Well... <laughs> I never meet Chris Pat. We're editing all of this. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, that's all the time we have this week, folks. Uh, join us next week as we go over um, the perfect air filter uh, to purchase if you happen to find yourself under a chemtrail. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Maybe. That's... <laughs> oh. I don't think the air that... filters will, will save you from the chemtrails, but I've I've seen commercials. <laughs> Buy those to go along with your um. And with also your, with your with your baker buckets. And also, did Obama make the frogs gay? Did that actually what? happen? <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. I'll explain it all. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Father Chuck. Yep. Thank you, Matt Wells. I'm not speaking to either of you anymore. (laughs) Thank you, listeners. 
Good journey. Good journey. Good riddance. <laughs>